Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Feel Better with Tara Styles. I'm Tara Styles, and welcome to the show. Yay! I love that I give myself my own yay. We all kind of have to. That's super important to move forward in life, to bring your ideas to the world, and really just to simply get out of bed and be excited to be alive, to connect, to breathe to move toward a better way together. So let's all give ourselves our own yay today. Yay. Ah, love that. Okay. So today I'm really excited about this topic. I know I say that with every show, but I am. It's it's really genuine. But this topic in particular is something that gets me kind of from a gut level excited because I feel so much potential and power and better wayness in this topic. And this is business, dun, dun, dun. I've also been working on a writing project about this topic for a while. It's, <laughs> it's taken me a long time to try to put this together and make something that's helpful and useful because I really care about it. I I feel kind of silly. I've written, gosh, I think eight, maybe nine books if I include this wonderful project that I got to be involved with, with National Geographic called Yoga Animals. I wrote the sequence and the stories and another beautiful author, Paige Towler, wrote the poetry as well. So it's more of a collaboration, but I'm part of that book as well. So maybe I could say nine. But I feel like I've kind of easily rolled through my work as a writer. The topics have come easily to me. It's almost that feeling that you really just need to get this out in the world. And that definitely happened with my first book. I really wanted to get started making yoga materials, classes, and videos, and books and things like that, that would really help make yoga more accessible and easy. And here we are so many years later, (laughs) yoga is more accessible in a way, more easy in a way, more everywhere, definitely in a way. So I feel kind of proud of myself to have been a part of that 
beginning in a way. Of course, yoga is much older than 2008 whenever I started, but there really wasn't the sense of anybody can do it. When I would say to publishers, yoga is for everybody, they would look at me like, no one's going to buy that. No one's going to want that. No one's going to want to read that because yoga is not for everybody, Tara. (laughs) But I'm really proud that I stuck to my ideas and inspiration there, which is so much of what I want to talk about today is building your ideas, your business, your career, and kind of whatever shape that is for you. It's so different for everybody, of course. And here's the most important part for me. And I think this gets missed so much in these kinds of conversations, how to build your business, how to achieve success, how to earn money so you can sustain your life, so you can do your passions more, you can produce more work with your gifts. And this is the big part (laughs) that I'm concerned with the most, even more than the success, the building, the story, the outline, the formula, is maintaining your well-being, is caring for your mental, physical, and spiritual welfare while you're building toward your goals, your business goals, your career goals, your life goals. Having a sense of sanity in your own life. And also, here's the other big part of that. It's sort of this same idea that self-care and service are part of the same wheel going around and around. When you take care of yourself, you're naturally taking care of others because you're not a drain on the world. Number one, you're not a drain on those around you. You're not needing extra support if you are healthy and fulfilled the best that you can, of course, the best that we all can do, of course. And when you feel better, of course, you do better. So service becomes obvious. It becomes something to do in your community. It becomes something that catches your eye in a way that you can easily do. It's not a stretch. It's not a a drain. You're not a drain on your ideas of service. And this is a really important aspect to me. And I really, again, do feel like this is just not shared at all or not really part of the conversation at all. Not only maintaining your internal peace and your well-being, but also as you build your business, as you build your career, Are you helping others or are you hurting others? Are you putting more trash literally into the world? Are you confusing and tricking people? Are you using tactics that aren't so nice to tug on the fears and insecurities of people so they can essentially sign up for your things or buy your product, essentially, if you're a bigger company and you sell stuff? Or are you striving for a better way? And for me, this is everything. That second part and the self-care part, oh, so much more important than the business success part. And in my experience, 
so much more fulfilling as well. So you can kind of trick people and pull on the fears and the insecurities and do all of the things, drive yourself also mad at the same time and achieve success. That can work. That is a strategy. And this is the strategy that we see pretty much everywhere we look. This is why part of the reason we feel so stressed out when we look at our devices, (laughs) right? We feel the fear. We feel the I'm not enoughness. This company is trying to sell me something because it wants me to feel like if I have their product, I will have something that I need that I that I am lacking, you know, in this way. We we see all of the fear techniques and we know them through the documentaries of companies that have been doing it longer, like the fast food chains. This isn't my opinion. This is documented really well. The fast food chains figured out what colors make you hungry. They figured out what smells make you want more. They figured out how to addict you to their products so you want more. And individuals and small businesses and big businesses There's so many examples of the same thing. Or even maybe sadder in a way, so many examples of businesses wanting to aspire to what the fast food chains have done to destroy us. This is why I love Michael Pollan's work so much. He kind of goes back and as a journalist, straightforward, looks at the history of health in America and lays on top of that the history of the food industry going from simple foods that exist, you know, before processed foods and so much fast food were such a mainstream part of our culture and seeing the health problems that are now here. And it doesn't take a genius to figure these things out to make the connection in a way. But if we're so stuck in the cycle of being addicted to these products, we think it's our fault. We think it's our fault for eating these foods. We think it's our fault for being stressed out. We think it's our fault for being afraid of everything. When really, I'm expecting a new book out of Michael Pollan about our attention and mental health decline because of the way businesses are presenting themselves in the world. You can look at somebody's social media that presents their wealth and their lifestyle and then be tricked into thinking, if I buy their product, I'm going to feel that good too. (laughs) And It takes a little bit of discernment and attention to weed through these ideas for yourself because it's tricky. We all have these phones. We're all sharing our lives and we're all trying to get attention in one way or the other, even if you're not trying to build a business, which is why this time is so intense and wild and 
full of stuff in this way. So I want to roll back a little bit and get back to this idea of building a business while you're maintaining your inner peace and while you're also creating inner peace and outer peace for the people that are your people, your community, and hopefully leaving a light footprint on the world as well. And there's some beautiful companies that do this. You may have your favorite brands that act in accordance to B Corp and give back and things like this. Mike's always been a fan of Patagonia. They want you to wear their product forever. They don't want you to buy a coat every six months from them. (laughs) They will repair it in a way. So I don't know loads about that company besides Mike's information about them and what I've read a little bit, but there are really cool people and brands that do this. (sighs) My friend that started this company, Loom State, this was really cool. He came in to talk to our Strala group a few years ago about career. And he used to work for big, fast fashion brands. And he saw by working for these companies, the waste, the stress, the all-in-one angst that these brands can cause. And when he started his company, he aligned the values of his brand the same with the values of the UN code of better world. Talk about, I believe in a better way. (laughs) Having your company goalposts the same as the collective better way. I thought that was pretty cool. So there are people and there are companies that we can really look to for inspiration, even if we're not doing anything like them. We have shirts on Strala Apparel. And I work with a really great person that prints them and ships them as well and really maintains that so much for me. And it's simple right now. We have as much as possible sustainable clothing that we're printing on. We do really small orders. We don't have a big back inventory. We're not burning clothes that don't sell these kind of things. And for what I do, this is really the only physical thing that I create, that I put out in the world right now besides books. And everything else is a physical experience, a yoga class, a training, uh, a group class together on Astrala Home or Astrala Yoga app, these kinds of things. And these are things that For a lot of obvious reasons, by default, yoga is an experience. Yoga is a practice. So maybe part of me was drawn to that because of the light footprint in a way. I can go into a room, lead a class, sweep up the room, talk to everybody, make the space a little bit better, and then leave. And then I've created a better world in that little space for the people and for the owner of the space and for myself. So lots to think about here. And I want to share a little bit of my story in a turning point where I could have very easily, I got super lucky, 
in some decision-making in not going in a wrong direction for my mental well-being and also putting more angst and more fear into the world and the choices that got me to that place, to those opportunities and the choices kind of on the other side of that mountain in a way. And I plan to keep sharing some of these pillars of work and career that I've identified, that I've been able to ground myself. And these are conversations that Mike and I have regularly because basically it's the two of us (laughs) with Strala Yoga at the center of, of what we do. And then we have this beautiful, vibrant global community that we also keep in touch with that have their own beautiful businesses. And this is so, oh, such a big thing for me. Not that I've only created a sustainable and peaceful life for myself and my family together with Mike, but I've also helped other people create a similar thing for themselves and their communities and their families. So this is something that I've been obviously really passionate about for a long time. Even subconsciously, I've always been creating my own thing and at the same time saying, oh, you can do this too. And have you tried that? Or what about this? Or what about that? Or it looks like you're wasting time doing this. And you're so much better at that. Have you tried this? And these are conversations I've been having with people before and after class at the studio for years. And they're so fun for me. I love it so much. So my little turning point that I want to talk about today, I don't share this to share this as a goal, like, oh, when you achieve a certain amount of of success and praise, then you'll have the same turning point. And then after you'll make these same choices. I share because this is rooted in a real kind of spiritual pillar of getting to know yourself and the goal of creating inner peace for myself and for those around me and for whoever my work may touch in this way. And really having that as a guideline, as a pole, as a rooted tree. (laughs) So getting to know myself. So I'm going along, doing my thing, leading classes. Pretty quickly, things start to get busy for me. More people come to class. This is a good sign. I never expect anything to happen. I think that's also a nice tip there. Having goals but not expecting them to happen (laughs) is allowing yourself to have inner peace. And then everything that does happen becomes such a gift, such a surprise that you are grateful for it. And you can keep that momentum for moving forward in that way. So getting to know myself in that process, I'm learning that I'm having a lot of fun leading yoga. I'm learning that I'm in a silly way, even becoming more myself. I'm dressing more like myself. 
I'm wearing sweatpants and hoodies, little t-shirts and bright colors and baseball hats and beanies. And I'm having a good time expressing myself. And that's a good sign as well. When you feel like yourself, you know, clothing can be an, an expression of simply how you feel about yourself. If you're putting on things that help you feel like you, then you're on a good track as well. So people started coming. I started getting opportunities and at the same time looking for opportunities. So that simultaneous momentum started blogging a lot, writing books. My first book came out. It started to do pretty well. And I started to get some attention for that. Got an opportunity to do more commercial work for yoga, having myself be the face of the Nissan Leaf with Ryan Reynolds for a commercial and doing all kinds of gigs like that. I don't even remember them, (laughs) to be honest. I have to kind of look back. Some of them are on YouTube. Making YouTube videos for other people's channels, big brands, they would pay me a really beautiful amount of cash to do this. And I would think, this is really cool. I would be doing this anyway. (laughs) I get to go to LA and make yoga videos. Somebody else is holding the camera and I can get some sunshine and see my friends. Okay, let's do that. So, so many opportunities were happening. And then more and more, the studio became a thing, I suppose. More people started coming. So this is what happened two opportunities for investment happen. And I didn't seek this out. This really just landed on my lap, literally. So I was doing a video project for Cosmo magazine. And it was really cool, kind of silly in a way. They had promised that this was going to be the Netflix of yoga. (laughs) And I love also kind of coming in and talking to the usually big older men in charge and saying, I don't know if this is going to happen. Show me what you're planning for this. And then hearing their pitch to me of what's going to happen. And something really cool happened. I got to meet a person who worked for Cosmo at that time. And he was, I don't know, could have been 60 or 70 years old, looked very much past retirement age, but he was there because he obviously loved his work. And he said to me, I really like what you're doing because my wife likes you. And she doesn't like to do fast yoga. She doesn't like to do hardcore workouts. She wants to move her body and feel good, but she feels like she can do yoga because you're so encouraging. And that for me was a big moment of success. I'm helping somebody who's a lot different than me in this case in age, not do the movements that I'm doing, but do the movements that she can do through a video. I've never met this woman. So I thought, yeah, this is cool. So anyway, I'm kind of bopping around at this magazine because that's what I do. When I get in with a company, I kind of get in there and say, what else can we do? I introduce my friends at Wool and the Gang (laughs) because they're starting a channel with good housekeeping. I said, well, you definitely need to do a knitting video with my friend Jade, who's one of the founders of Wool in the Game, because they're the coolest. They make knitting so beautiful. So Jade was in the next week, flew over from UK. (laughs) But that's more fun, bringing people together. And not in a way where, hey, I'm trying to get my friend in, but 
looking around at what's already happening and thinking, oh, I know a person that could help you all be better. And you may know a person that can help me be better. I'm kind of thinking it, thinking of it that way. It's exhausting. I feel like when somebody says, oh, can you get my friend a gig or whatever? And sometimes that's appropriate. Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do to get your friends hired. <laughs> For sure. I've, I've done that as well. But I'm more talking about this tossing the ball, getting everybody together to, to make cool stuff, you know? Let's make cool stuff. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. So Cosmo saw my energy, I suppose. And at the same time, we were having a big event at our studio in New York. And I was there making videos at Cosmo quite a bit during this time. And I said, you know, we're missing the cool thing that's happening. I've got a bunch of people from all around the world at our studio right now. And they're beautiful and they're amazing. And they're so passionate. And they should be in a video. What the heck? So they come down and they make a video about not only the program to kind of promote Strala Yoga's training program, but I wanted this to be about these people and their desire to move with ease, to come to New York, to participate in this event, to be together, to celebrate themselves and the diversity of the people around them and to just have a beautiful, amazing time. So that turned into one of the videos <laughs> and that was fun. And then I convinced another company to come to my hometown where my family is. I'm actually pretty close to there right now and make a little video about trying to do a free yoga event in my hometown. We did a little kind of 20 minute documentary and that was really fun. It turned out really beautiful. So always bringing things together, whatever you can. And we all have ideas and friends that we can lean on to create this fun of business, this fun of work. So Cosmo wanted more from me. And this was where it got kind of interesting. So they pulled me in to a meeting and they said, well, we'd like to invest in Strala. And I said, well, what do you mean? I don't need investment. Everything is sustainable. We pay the rent in the studio space and we pay the video folks and the freelancers and our website friends and our designers. And, you know, there's people to pay, but everything that I've built has been sustainable. That was always my plan. I want everything to work out from the beginning. <laughs> so they said, no, no, we want to take it to the next level. We want to soul cycle you. And I thought right there, oh, interesting. I don't necessarily want to be soul cycled 
companies come and go. Now we know that Peloton kind of took over from there. I don't know the whole history, but I also knew that SoulCycle expanded very quickly into New York. They had a Polaroid wall with everybody's picture on it before anybody came. (laughs) And I said, these people could not be real. What the heck? SoulCycle seems really fun and amazing. I have lots of friends who do it. So it's no diss to SoulCycle, but I saw the rapid, obviously venture capital backed expansion. This is not something you do from your, from your idea, from one person or a couple co-founders. When Mike and I started our studio, we literally brought over the couch <laughs> from his apartment <laughs> because I didn't have a couch. <laughs> and that was the lobby. Boom, we have a lobby. So this is how I have always liked to do things. By choice. And in the beginning, out of necessity, of course, no one was coming to say, I want to make a big investment in you. By the way, when somebody makes a big investment in you, it's their company now. You do what they want you to do to a degree. So I said, well, tell me how this can go in your idea because I have my own ideas about what we're doing and it's pretty cool and we're having a great time. And they said to me, okay, you have a thousand active instructors all around the world. I said, no, 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 they're guides. (laughs) We're guides. We're not instructors. Don't call us what we're not. Stop right there. So already I'm getting combative, you know. And they said, well, we want all of the guides to have their own Twitter handles and it will be Strala Guide Amy or Strala Guide George or whatever. And right there, I kind of packed it in and said, this is not what we're doing. Everybody's a person. (laughs) Everybody gets to have their own name. Everybody does what they want to do. And I'm very proud that I lead Strala trainings. And now guides that have been doing this for a long time, we've empowered guides to lead trainings as well. So this is something that actually took 10 years to do. They wanted to do it the next day. And I said, this is a recipe for disaster, for rapid success, perhaps, but then rapid disaster. And this happens all the time. And I could just see all the hurt feelings that would come along with this way. I could see all the freedoms kind of stripped down from the individual guides that wanted to be part of this thing because there's glitz and glamour to it now. There's a glossy website, you know, all of these things, maybe fancier merch, you know, this kind of a situation. But ultimately, it's fake support for what I'm trying to do. And this is why getting to know yourself is super important because I'm in a unique position. And I think a lot of you are as well to really create something, maybe by yourself, maybe with a partner, maybe with a group of people, to create something that's really true to your vision. And maybe you need a little help along the way. Maybe you take a loan. Maybe you get an investment at some point when you're more stable. But there's such a beauty in doing the thing that you're doing sustainably. And for me and for Mike and for all of the guides, I always share this. This is about starting small. This is about not going out and renting a space you can't afford yet. Teach yoga in your living room. If people come, hey, you've saved enough cash to rent a room 
or rent somebody else's room by the hour. See how that goes. This is just one tiny aspect, but this is sustainable. Then maybe after a while, oh, wow, so many people are coming. Maybe I can afford that lease. Maybe now it's time to grab a partner in my yoga studio and see if I can get this going. Or maybe I can do this on my own if I'm able to handle the changing of the toilet paper and the light bulbs and the accounting and the taxes and things like that. Some people are more comfortable with partners. Some people are more comfortable alone. So it was very fancy. They took me up to a very high floor. It was a cloudy day, so I couldn't even see out the windows. It was just like being in, what was that movie? Vanilla Sky with Tom Cruise, (laughs) that kind of a thing. It was very out of this world. And I had to rush to the airport right afterwards. So I said, well, thank you very much. Thank you mostly for this beautiful folder of how cool you think that straw is. (laughs) And uh, I'll talk to you all later. The same thing happened pretty much in that same time frame, which is an individual from an investment firm that invests in all kinds of startups did the same thing, but they wanted to give me several million dollars to hire a bunch of people. So they wanted to appoint me CEO, which I have no business being a CEO, like a real CEO of a company, figuring out the organization of all of that. You know, technically there's a lot of CEOs of very small companies that aren't doing the job of a CEO of a bigger company. You know, I'm CEO on the paperwork of Strala, but I'm not managing desks of people with teams doing all of these things. If and when we do get to that point, if that becomes more sensible at some point, then I won't be in charge. (laughs) I'm not going to be the CEO boss. I'll be director of yoga. You know, I'll be creative director, whatever. It doesn't really matter what my title is. I'll be doing what I still do right now and leaving the role of doing that to people who actually know what they're doing. So I knew right then in that opportunity, it doesn't matter if somebody wants to give me several million dollars. I'm going to hire the wrong people. I'm not going to know what what to tell them to do. I could get a mentor. The investment firm could tell me what to do, but this is not how I want to spend my time. I want to spend my time doing this, talking to you all, leading yoga, writing books, hanging out with people, having conversations. This is me. I'm this person. And sometimes that's not appropriate either to be, to stay in the role that I'm in. Sometimes with some companies, if you're trying to really build something, you need to be the one that's going out and presenting the PowerPoints to the potential investors. You you need money and capital in order for your idea to even start. My good friend, Robin Burson, Dr. Robin Burson, I should say, started a company called Parsley Health. And it's an online wellness place for your healthcare. And it's cool and it's awesome. And nobody believed in her idea (laughs) for a long time. And she hustled and took flights out to San Francisco by herself with her newborn who's two weeks younger than Daisy and raised that capital and hired that team 
and figured out the right position for herself within that team. She's still being a doctor, which is what she wants to do. And plug and play, doing her thing. Completely different business than me. There's people sitting at desks doing all kinds of things. <laughs> and she needed that from the beginning in order to operate her idea. So I don't want to come across like investment is bad, venture capital is bad. But it's really important to get to know yourself and then also get to know your idea. What is this idea? Are you building something that's you and a team? Do you want a team? Because everybody says team online now. Oh, I love my team. I love my team. <laughs> everybody says that all the time. So you feel like you need to have a team? You can be your own team. It's totally fine. Your dog, your cat can be on your team. It's totally fine. Maybe you have a team at some point. Maybe you need to give you some workload to some people so you can do other things. Maybe that happens now. Maybe that happens in the future. But the first step to creating a sustainable business and inner peace and outer peace, I know it's big order, at the same time is getting to know yourself. Getting to know yourself and getting to know your idea. And is it an idea that you love and you want to do for a long time? Or is it just an idea that you had a flash of and then it's not that interesting to you anymore? There's so much not good out in the world already and there's so much good. And we all really have a choice to decide. You want to go good or you want to go scary? You want to be good or you want to freak people out? <laughs> and if you're freaking people out, you're also freaking yourself out. I saw on the Minimalist podcast, those guys crack me up because they're always talking about cars. <laughs> they're always saying, you know, it's cool to be minimal, but if you just want that car, and I'm thinking, man, you guys are a couple of dudes all the time talking about cars. <laughs> but I love them. They're Awesome. I've never met them before. Maybe I'll meet them someday. But they had a really cool guest on talking about your dog. And I don't have a dog, but I can really see how this translates into really anything with the heartbeat. And the guest said, if your dog is stressed, it usually means that you are stressed too. And I thought that just very politely explains business. Because if you're putting out fear-based, stress-based. If you feel stressed, you're putting out that stress. If you're putting it out, you're putting it out in the world. And whoever is doing your thing with you, they're going to just give it right back. And then it's the stress loop of, ah, it's never going to be enough. Even if you reach all your goals, they're never going to complete you. They're never going to feel enough. So this is fun to chat about, a nice relief, I hope, if you feel similar of wanting inner peace and wanting to create peace and harmony around you. It sounds so Yoko Ono. By the way, Yoko Ono, very cool. <laughs> My friend Michiko does her hair and makeup pretty much every day, which is so beautiful. I love you, cuz. <laughs> I met Michiko on the first shoot for my book, by the way, with Rodale, 
and held on to her ever since because she was so like a family member to me. She's my cuz. <laughs> and that's such a cool thing about creating a business based in how you feel and respecting yourself, creating the inner peace for yourself and others is you will guarantee, guaranteed make beautiful relationships along the way with all kinds of people because they're based in respect. They're based in honesty. They're based in your value to create peace in the world. And you don't need to communicate this like, hello, nice to meet you. Would you like this job with me? My mission is to create peace in the world. (laughs) It's simply how you are. And this I found so far is very cool. It's very, very cool. So Mike and I do this kind of check-in every once in a while around these pillars of what are we doing? Are things working? Are things sustainable? How do we feel? Maybe that's a nice check here. What are you doing? Are things working? Are things sustainable? How do we feel? And these simple questions help you get to know yourself and what you're creating in the world and help you get to know what you're creating, how it's feeling for others. Even if you don't ask directly how it's feeling, if you know how you're feeling, you can pretty easily guess how it's going for others. So I'll just uh, leave you with that here for a little while. Let me know how this sits with you. I know this is different perhaps than other career and business talks, but I want to play a voicemail. This one's from Doug. If this is the Doug that I think this is, this is Doug from yoga all the time from Strala, our Strala app. Here we go. It's like magic. I feel calm. I feel strong. I feel very grateful. Grateful for the practice. Grateful to be able to communicate with other yogis from around the world. Pure bliss. Magic. Doug. Oh, okay. So that was Doug from yoga. (laughs) Thank you, Doug. First of all, thank you for leaving a voicemail. It's so nice of you. And I feel the same way, Doug, (laughs) to be connected with you, to practice in this way, to practice ease, to practice together. We're practicing Doug and I and our group on the Strala Yoga app regularly, all the time. I'm there every day because I need it every day. And if anyone else needs it, we're there together. But this is really my whole mission is to feel this strong and calm and connected and grateful to have these conversations. And this is such a perfect voicemail for our chat because the proof of what you're doing or really the feedback of what you're doing is in the people that are doing it with you, but also in how you feel. And that's a big loop here. So if you're helping people feel better, then you're doing a cool thing. If you're feeling better by what you're doing, you're doing a cool thing. Both are super important. And I know this is probably specific to leading yoga or leading some sort of group movement class. 
But I think it also applies to pretty much everything. Even if you are working in a really big company and you're in one department, if what you're doing on a daily basis is helping other people feel better and you're doing it in a way where you feel better, you found a way to sit at your desk where you can breathe a bit more, you found a way to open up to the people around you at work or your Zoom colleagues and help each other feel better, then it's the same thing. I felt this way when I worked at Pizza Hut when I was 16. (laughs) I could move around the Pizza Hut behind the scenes and help the waitresses make their breadsticks and help the cooks put on their cheese and open the door for the drivers and send out free refills to the guests that were cranky because their food hasn't come yet. I love to do this the same way I love to do that. (laughs) So whatever your job is right now, you can practice the job that you want to have, perhaps someday. I had no idea at 16 that I would be doing what I'm doing now. No idea at all. But I wanted the feeling to be the same. I wanted the exchange between myself and others to be the same. So super cool things, I think, to think about. Let me know how this lands for you. And let's close our moment here with an easy get-to-know-yourself meditation. Yourself roll around a bit here. Notice your breath moving through you and moving you. Notice how you feel right now. And let yourself dream on how you'd like to feel. Maybe that's more peace, more calm, more joy, more energized. And allow that feeling to come inside you to dive in. And when you feel this way, others will feel how you're feeling. Such a cool thing to kind of know. How you feel is felt by others. Everywhere you go, everything you do, you're bringing that feeling around with you. So if you'd like to bring more peace into the world, what an overwhelming concept. Bring more peace to yourself. And you'll get a better idea about how to bring more peace to the world. If you want to bring more calm to the world, bring more calm to yourself. You simply want to feel better, more healthy, more energized. Bring it to yourself. You will naturally also bring that to the world. 
Take a big inhale. Long exhale. Just up a little wiggle, a little roll. Keep it easy. And see you soon. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 